You are listening to the Call to Action Podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 36 of the Call to Action Podcast. I am your host, Shantae, and today we are having a fireside chat with the author of Das Hers, and her name is Sida Hope. But before I bring our guest on to the show today, I have an inspirational quote that I'd like to share. And this one really spoke, so I hope you all enjoyed this one. So here is the inspirational quote for episode 36 of the Call to Action podcast. Don't let yesterday take up too much of today. Let me say that one more time so I can hit home. Don't let yesterday take up too much of today. And that was by Will Rogers. If you missed episode 35 of the Call to Action podcast, as always, it is a must-listen. My guest for that episode was Ethan McCaffrey, who is an author and a musician. Ethan shared great stories about his experience being a seasoned musician, as well as tips for upcoming artists. Ethan also shared one of his songs in the podcast, which I will admit, I really, really enjoyed that song. So make sure to go and check it out at ctamarketing.biz. And when you're there, click on podcast on the main menu to access that episode as well as past episodes. But in the meantime, here's a clip for you to listen to from that episode. You write books because you have to. You know, if you if you're if you become a musician because you want to get a lot of chicks, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it's, you, you do it because you have to get it, have to get it out. You're, you're investigating things, right. Mm -hmm. And, and you're trying to express yourself in a nonverbal way from a musical perspective. Um, the other reason why I do it is because I'm fascinated with the technology of doing it and being able to do that all by yourself, uh, on a computer sitting in a room somewhere is so different than what it used to be even 20 years ago. You had to get studio time. You had to hire producers. Again, you can hear the full episode on ctamarketing.biz. As mentioned in the intro, my guest for today's show is Sida Hope, who is the author of the book titled Das Hers. So please join me in welcoming Sida to the show. Hi, Sida. Thank you for joining me on the Call to Action podcast. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you. <laughs> that is good. Awesome. Okay, now, Sida, you know I like to have fun. I like to have icebreakers on my show, which just kind of lets people know about you as a person. You know, that's why they're called icebreakers, right? Mm -hmm. So today, the icebreaker for you is for you to share the decade that you love the most. It is certainly the Victorian era. Not that I would want to live in it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I do enjoy that 
as like um, inspiration for writing and settings for stories. There's just a certain charm to it. And it's kind of one of the cool things about it is that technology has really made every part of the world today pretty much look the same. And yet when you go back to Victorian times, the world looks so different depending on where you are. So it really gives some unique flavors to the stories if you utilize that. So that is my favorite time period. Saida, thank you so much for sharing your favorite decade for the icebreaker today. Now, I would like for you to share what inspired you to write. What inspired me to write was when I was a child, my life sort of went from imaginary playtime to becoming a little more serious and like actually thinking up concepts and making my own characters. Because, I mean, every kid has an imagination and they play with their imagination and they make stories. But at some point when I was growing up, it just became a little more unique unto me where I wasn't taking inspiration from this TV show or that TV show. And I was actually starting to think, oh, I I can make this character and I can do this and I can have this character do that. And I just started really enjoying it. Very quickly, I I actually kind of grew into that mindset of, of creating stories of my own. And one of my first stories was actually based off of one of my pets I had at the time. It was a little dog. And, uh, and that's what began the whole thing was creating her world that she lived in and creating her personality as a character and then the other characters with it. And then, of course, as I aged up, then my mind aged up as well. And I actually then just started to take it more seriously and realized, hey, there are people who have this for a career. You should treat it a little bit better <laughs> than just playtime. <laughs> No, that's cool, though. I mean, learning and and applying that early, using your, like you say, your pet, your dog is practice, and then making the stories. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that helps, you know, to develop that skill. So like you say, now you're treating it more seriously. And actually, you, you've written a book, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Now, you got to tell us about the book. Now, it's called Das Hers. So can you share with us what the meaning of the title is? So, as I was warning you before, uh, German is not my second language, and nor am I very good at it. However, <laughs> I, I would like to learn it as a second language of mine. Um, so, there are times when I, I try to convince myself to actually research the language and get back on that train. But, that said, German is always a heavy inspiration for me. And uh, so... I took the country and the language and let it kind of lead me to Das Hers, which actually translates to the heart. And um, it's it's a story that is, to sum it up uh, quickly, it's basically a story about war, death, violence, uh, and vampires sprinkled in through the <laughs> through the end. Oh, of that. a little science fiction going <laughs> on in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Yeah. It's it's funny because I think nowadays, whenever anyone talks about vampires, they immediately think of Twilight. And mm-hmm. I'm wait, you know, I'm a little what? I've never seen any of those movies. Oh my gosh! 
you're you're not missing anything. Seriously, okay. feel you're not missing anything. <laughs> I, I the most enjoyment I actually got out of Twilight because I love all things fiction. So I mean, regardless of whether it's a romance or just a good old fashioned, you know, like um, kind of Fast and Furious sort of story, I go see it. I enjoy seeing it. But yeah. I think what I enjoyed most about the Twilight series was the propaganda that was around it and how everyone reacted to it. And I feel like it was geared towards a very specific audience that that very it's very angsty. Let's put it that way. And not not necessarily in like a romantic term. It's just angsty because every character is unhappy. Every character is trying to find their happiness based on someone else's happiness. And it's just like, wow, you it's the type of um, movie that you would leave the theater exhausted <laughs> as though you've oh. been doing something instead of just sitting watching and relaxing. And I and I don't mean to say all that as like negativity or anything. I don't mean to to poop on it, but that's just how it feels. That's the way it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I won't check it out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but back back to Don Hurst. Let's get back to the heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> My what? Why I even got off on that is just because I was going to say um, my type of vampire is not at all like that. It's it's it has nothing to do with like the romantic ideal that oh, see a vampire is attractive. It's an undead creature. No, I actually like the good old fashioned. You know, they're monsters. This is something to be scared of. This is this is historical fiction and folklore that people were scared of. And so I like tapping into that. And I just felt like the idea of war was a very good medium to use that kind of violence and that kind of idea. Because, you know, there there are very few things that are scarier in the real world than war and real enemies in war. So I thought, oh, that'll be kind of cool. So that's that's the basic vibe of it, if you will. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Now, has it been released already? Is it due to be released? It has been released, yes. I actually released it last year. Uh, it was May 23rd, I believe. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and it's out. It's paperback and ebook. Okay, great. Paperback and ebook. Are you looking at doing any audio versions of the book? Yes, I am. Yeah. Is that a secret? Wait, uh, I just want a secret. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. My plan was actually. Um, because audiobook is new territory for me. I've I've advanced in my ability to edit because I do have a YouTube channel and I enjoy making short videos and just kind of having fun with the medium of editing. And mm -hmm. uh, so I'm self-taught and I'm teaching myself a little better and better. And I feel like I could actually construct a nice, good quality audiobook at this point. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I should start thinking more seriously about this. And uh, and so now I'm actually trying to get in contact with uh, voice actors and just some different folks that might be interested in that type of project. I don't, I certainly don't want it to be any strenuous thing. I, I want it to be a pretty enjoyable process all the way around for everyone. So hopefully it'll all go smoothly. <laughs> Cool. That's good. Hopefully so.
Saida. So we saw your book cover and it's beautiful. And we're going to also, they can see that on ctamarketing.biz, of course, on your site as well. We're going to have all that available. But for those who are listening and for those who may be looking for information about getting the book cover designed for themselves or a book cover designed for themselves, um, tell us about the process. Did you do it yourself or did you have someone do it for you? You know, I'm no stranger to royalty-free stock photos. <laughs> However, um, this this was a very personal story. It, it came from the you know deep recesses of my mind. So I wanted the cover to be able to be the same. And so I did actually try to find an artist. Uh, I I went on a few different sites. I went on Fiverr, uh, Freelancer. I did also go on DeviantArt on just some art websites and just I had like my little um, job description and I sort of sent out that farm to whoever I felt had an, a style that was kind of what I was already looking for. And oh, I spoke with so many different people and this is just kind of in general. Um, fortunately, I already knew this lady by the time I had the Doss Hers cover made. But back when I was trying to find an artist, those were the methods I was using. And uh, there were some people I spoke with who were just really super great, like just super understanding of budget constraints, of time constraints, and just everything. And then, of course, you know, there were people who weren't so great. Um, and, and you just kind of, sometimes you have to sort of pick yourself up and be like, okay, don't let that be negative. Just keep on rolling. You'll find somebody. Um, mm -hmm. and then, then I happened to go on to DeviantArt and I saw this image that was very close to the style I was needing of a project back then. And so I contacted the lady and I'm like, would you be interested in working with me on this? And, you know, do you have an interest in this? And it was actually, I spoke with her about illustrations that I was going to have in another book that I'm going to publish, hopefully towards the end of this year. And uh, so that's how we started talking. And she was just very business and just so professional about it, but yet at the same time had such a pleasantry and, and way of understanding when I was, you know, oh, I'm super busy this week, please, you know, I won't be able to get to you. And she just was so good about it. Her name is Victoria, and um, she lives in the Ukraine, and she was just such a wonderful artist to work with on just the production level. And then her quality of art is just astounding. So I was kind of like, oh, yay, I found my artist. <laughs> and so oh, cool. when, it came, when it came time to do the Das Hers cover, I knew who I was going to go to. So I, I went to her and I was like, okay, you know, this is, and I, I had my, um, my like inspirational um, boards that you can have. And, uh, and I was like, okay, this is the type of brush stroke I want. This is the type of color palette I'd like. This is the sort of setting oh. I want. And you just, you're you like just detailed, huh? <laughs> I am. Oh. That's just how I live, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, well, the thing is, too, that's kind of handy about it is that I don't think there's a writer on the planet who doesn't come up with inspirational boards while they're writing. And so you just kind of take the same thing 
and hand it over to your artist. And that way the tone can be similar. That way you have everything already prepped and it's nothing like feeling like you have to scramble to find something. Um, and that's what I did. I just tried to make it as clear uh, to her as I could. And then very badly, I mean, very badly, I did a rough <laughs> sketch of what I wanted. <laughs> and, and I mean, it, okay, stick figure is probably being generous <laughs> so so I just I did what I could and I was like okay please take this and just work with the general idea and she she came up with the first draft and it looked so good but the depth perception was off which I don't blame her because I don't think I ha could illustrate depth perception and and so then from from her initial drawing then I'm like okay now do this now do this now do that and uh and ultimately we just ended up with with the final cover and the thing that I loved about her too was that she is not the type of um, artist who tells you what you should want. She listens to you really well, and she just keeps listening to you until she gets the image that you want. But all wow, that said, mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing that I really loved about it was that she was enjoying the project well enough that she made a couple suggestions. Can I add this here? Can I do this here? And she'd also give some feedback of like, oh, that's a good choice because that makes nice contrast. Uh, she made a comment one time about how she liked the contrast between the sword that's in the uh, foreground and the mm -hmm. church that's in the background and basically the symbolism that the two mean. And that was really nice just kind of hearing even that thought because as like the creator of the cover, you're thinking, that's what I want. I want that kind of contrast. And so it's, it's mm -hmm. nice to hear that that's coming through to people too. But yeah, Victoria Boyko, she is a wonderful lady. So. <laughs> well, good. Well, shout out to Victoria. Do you have her, like her social media? Maybe we can share where she, like we can find her. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say I will give you some links to her. Um, and then also, too, if you check out any of my sites, any of my links, either on Twitter or even go to my PayPal, I will have links for her uh, on there as well so you can find her. Perfect. And I will definitely share them on the site with your information, too. So we'll make sure Victoria gets some attention. Wonderful. Oh, <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. I was going to say just the fact that with the internet, like the technology makes things like, like everything is so close now, you know? So like you're working mm -hmm. with someone that's out of the country and yes. and the other, yeah, I did an episode a few episodes back where I had three people who had never talked to each other, write a whole song for a book. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, this is wonderful. It just shows how people can really get creative and when they want to make something happen, they just, they can make it happen. And I think mm -hmm. the internet just helps and just make sure, you know, it helps to break down the barriers. People work together and come together and it just makes yes. it all work. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, because on that note, kind of funnily enough, um, the lady who I have as my proofreader, I think originally she was stationed, which please forgive me, I, I don't have the same links to her as I do to Victoria. It's been so long and I just don't, am not in that much contact with her like I am mm -hmm. with Victoria usually. Um, but I mean, she, she certainly did a very good job as well. And she was very patient with me because I had never had to send out a piece of work and then have to like 
review it like that. And, you know, she was just very patient with me through the whole process. So she did a wonderful job as well. However, what I was going to say is that I think originally she was in New York City and then she moved to uh, Arabia or Pakistan. I forget which, but somehow her job took her over there, her main job. And um, and so it was very interesting working with someone who's on a completely different time schedule um, and just it felt so fluent between us. And then now one of the people I'm talking with about the audiobook, he's actually in Australia. So <laughs> it's wow. just it is it's it's a very nice thing that you can that you're not inhibited by the technology of the time. So that's a wonderful thing. Yes, yes, that is wonderful. So I have another question for you. Um, this one's related to marketing your book. Now, some people do paid ads, some do social media. Like, what methods have you used to market your book? So when it came to marketing my book, the first thing I did was actually make a little book trailer because, uh, again, it tapped into that editing side of me that I enjoy. And so I put together a nice little book trailer Um I even I even sent uh, like a draft of it to Victoria because she was the only other creative person I was really talking with. And I was like, what do you think? Give me some feedback. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, if you if you work with me, expect to do things outside of your job title. I'm very demanding. <laughs> but um, but she was like, oh, yeah, that looks really good. So that was my first like media advertisement thing I did for the book. Um, And then after that, I joined Twitter and I got a little more serious with my YouTube channel. And I just, I tried to pick outlets that did not feel cumbersome for me to keep up with, because that is certainly the key to a lot of it is you don't want to pick things that are a chore. You want to do things that come pretty naturally to you. So that way you're you're more inclined to do it. It's it's just like losing weight. <laughs> you know, don't don't necessarily go cold turkey on the Easter bunny chocolate bar. <laughs> just <Right>. just eat <laughs> the ears. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so I just I tried to pick the things that I understood the platforms of really well. The interface was super easy for me to understand and feel comfortable with, and then I could enjoy actually taking part in. Um, and so I really enjoy Twitter, which is where I met you. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. um and it's really cool because like there's such a, a supportive community of authors on Twitter. That oh yeah, the I writing sort of, community. Hashtag writing community, yes. 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 And mm-hmm. I fell down this rabbit hole unexpectedly of of this sort of kumbaya little group where it's very easy to talk to everyone about what's going on and you can relate to them and or you don't relate to them, and it's really neat to hear how someone who does the same project can be so different from you. That's also really cool. Um, yes. But yeah, so I've enjoyed Twitter. I enjoy YouTube. Um, I've just now started with a PayPal. Not that that's necessarily advertisement for my book, but I'm trying to put myself out there in platforms that I'm comfortable with. So. Mm. But, oh, and yeah, no, I saw your video that you did, um, your YouTube video 
It was kind of funny. The one with the <laughs> uh, weird titles, weird book titles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That is my favorite one I have done. And, and what's really funny. It. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What's really funny is that my mom actually watched that and she looks over at me and she says, you're actually funny. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks for noticing. <laughs> 31 yeah, years later, thanks. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're a natural with that one. Some of those titles were hilarious. I think one was like knitting with your dog hair. I'm like, yeah. someone really wrote a book about that? <laughs> yes, yes. And I feel like a lot of that stuff was done too for comedy's sake. And that's what I loved mm-hmm. about it. I enjoyed it that people were having so much fun with their own titles. And then, I mean, that just made made the whole video feel more enjoyable because it was just funny to poke fun at it then too yeah that's my favorite one so far (laughs) you did a great job you did a great job actually i may have to put that one with your page on the website (laughs) 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 oh wow that was that was a good one that was a very good one the other um idea that I have for the advertising was originally I was going to look into doing traditional publishing. But in all honesty, I actually really enjoy self-publishing. And it isn't so much about the idea that I have complete control. That really doesn't bother me. What I like about it and what I prefer about self-publishing is that I enjoy the process itself. And so I actually look forward to doing everything myself. Uh, So it's not really a control thing for me so much as it's just a um, enjoyment of the actual project. Um, So I passed on the idea of traditional publishing and the next big step that I'm going to actually be taking um, this month still uh, Mm -hmm. is going to get a publicist. And I found a really nice lady um, it's it's kind of funny because how she out out of everybody who put in applications for doing publicist work for me, uh, mm-hmm. I chose her because she pretty much had me won over when I went to her site and she had a charity for um, kill shelters for animals and I was like oh that's mm-hmm. wonderful this this woman wow. is an animal lover you don't get better than that right. <laughs> and that's something I can certainly connect to and I just thought that that shows like wonderful thoughtfulness of of her and it so does. I'm gonna be I'm going to be moving forward with this publicist lady and we will see how it all turns out but that's my big step in in advertising my book is actually getting someone to promote me. (laughs) Okay. No, that's good. It's good. I like asking that because, you know, people, they do different things, you know, and some Mm -hmm. haven't done any marketing at all. They'll admit to that too. They'll say, you know what, Shantae, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Then there's some that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that they do their own, you know, they may do social media and a lot of people use Twitter. I think just because the community, like you say, is so supportive, but you can reach a lot of people and then YouTube, like what you're doing. So mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, you're doing a really good job too, but getting information out. Plus your personality is really funny and I think people can connect with you. Aww. So yeah, I'm going to show your video because to me, I like to laugh. So I'm like, it was funny. To me. <laughs> I was watching, I'm like, She's funny. And oh, you're thank editing you. good. Thank like, you so much. You're welcome. I like how you edited, you know, had the pieces put together. And I was like, she's she's good at this. She's really good. So, yeah, that was very, very good. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that, Saida. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. 
Saida, so what advice would you give to any upcoming or aspiring authors? It's hard to give advice to up-and-coming authors when you're still an up-and-coming author yourself, and that even if you do have success, maybe just don't lose that. And, um, and try to keep that element of it feels like a new experience with every project you do. Because you can certainly get set in your ways, but just like with changing um, settings of your stories and, and changing concepts and all that, don't be afraid to take that over into your life as well and sort of change up just how you create or how you even view yourself as an author. Saida, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. So now let the audience know where they can find your book and also where they can find you. Okay. Well, um, I also want to say too that I have very much enjoyed this as well, Shantae. I love your voice. I love your personality. I have had a lot of fun actually. This is the first podcast I've ever been a part of, and this has been a wonderful exposure to it. So oh, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As far that. as where as far as where you can find my book and find me, I'm on Twitter at Sida Hope. And my book is available for sale at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Uh, a lot of people go with Amazon, which is understandable because you can have like the Kindle Unlimited and they, they just sort of offer a little bit better deals. So feel free to utilize that. And then I also have a YouTube channel that is called Side of Hope. And uh, hey, I'll plug my Patreon. Come support me on Patreon as well. <laughs> Same name, yeah. Side of Hope. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And also, everyone, I'm going to have links to all of this on the website. So you will definitely be able to find Sida. Okay. So again, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Call to Action podcast and for sharing your unique story on my show. It's just been so much fun, Sida. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Shante. You're welcome. You're welcome. And now before we come to a close on the show, I do want to give a special mention to Oh, two of my favorite podcasters. Um, one of them is York Campbell, and he is the creator of the Poetic Earthlings podcast. If you love science fiction, you got to check him out. It is just a really, really, really good podcast. I think he posts weekly, but he is on Twitter as Poetic Earthlings. Check out his podcast. It's called Poetic Earthlings Podcast. It is wonderful. I also want to give a special shout out to Word Chef Baker, and he has really nice poetry that he writes as well. And he has a podcast and a blog. His name is Okan Ukeme Cornelius. So make sure you check him out as well. I want to thank you again. And this concludes episode 36 of the Call to Action podcast. And I'd like to end the show with the code. And here is the code. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. 
Until next time.